Hi everyone, welcome to Runs with Dogs. I am Jen, joined as always by GR Dad. Run, 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 run. <laughs> welcome to our third podcast. We're just gonna make all the podcasts. Soon we're gonna have third. It's the first of the third. The first episode of podcast number three. <laughs> we need one of those black chalkboards that I've like <laughs> seen fifty-two episode five. Clack. Yeah. <laughs> episode one of Runs with Dogs. Podcast number three of Jen and GR Dad. Goodness gracious. So, uh, yeah, I was, I had actually been thinking about doing this, especially because we do the post ultra like bonus ones on the Golden Ratio podcast. And I'm like, people will eventually get tired of that if they don't like running. We should just have a running one. And I was like, but then I'm just going to have so many podcasts because I've also been thinking about doing one for work because like all these people at speaking events are like, oh, do you have a podcast or something? And I'm like, yeah, but not that you want to listen to. And I'm like, I can't have so many podcasts. And then Ever, I, someone had said, oh, you should have a running podcast. And I was like, no, man, like, we'll have so many. And then ever, there were a whole bunch of people who were like, I would totally listen to it. So I'm like, okay, I like podcasts. Dear Dad just rolled his eyes at me. Because this could go, you know, after discussing toenail manipulation and blister popping, this could go the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Everyone would be like, oh, no, I didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. That's a, so this one's going to be, I, I think, less frequent than uh, the other ones, which the Murders in Paradise and the Golden Ratio podcast, we try to do once a week. Yep. Uh, this one, I think, will be a little more intermittent. So definitely make sure you subscribe, Runs With Dogs, your favorite podcast app, and then you'll get it when we put it out. And you'll like it. Damn it. Just <laughs> get breaking news, hot new items, cool I, stuff. I'm prepared to go for quite a while, though. I have a big list of I bet you potential do. topics. People have suggested some. I have some. Man, I don't think you sleep. I love podcasts, man. They're fun. You like them, too. There's time you, you're like, we're going to podcast tonight? <laughs> so don't put this all on me. Don't reveal all our secrets. <laughs> I got to maintain my on-air personality. <laughs> of reluctant podcaster. Of being freaked out by all this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway i thought this week we would do uh running in the heat which is timely as it's starting to get warm if you're in the northern hemisphere starting it's not been that warm the last few days here no but dc had its little preview of summer yep it was up in the 90s mm-hmm. uh and people have been asking me like oh what do i do i felt so terrible on my run so i thought i'd give like my top three-ish tips for Learning to run in the heat. Don't. Uh, <laughs> that's your dad's advice. So I, don't, I do terrible in the heat and the humidity. I do terrible in cool and humidity, frankly. You hate the dogs are real rambunctious in the background. Absolutely not me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love the humidity. I feel real. You feel like it's hugging you. It's like a little hug. You go outside <laughs> and it's like a warm little hug from the air. I think I it's great. Feel like it's the fingers of death enveloping me and you're like it's a nice hug from nature yeah i go outside and i was like oh it's so nice today every day when it's humid you're so it's just about our personalities you're positive and i'm like it's going to kill me (laughs) but like when we go to like nevada or arizona and it's like hot but really dry i don't mind the heat but i really hate the dry i feel real like parched and chapped like all the moisture sucked out of me <laughs> and uh I, I have to drink a ton and my lips get chapped and my skin gets dry so i much prefer the humidity You're it's like hard a, for me to run in the dry heat kind of a jellyfish yes yes <laughs> doesn't like that sort of a little bit octopus Let's anyway say octopus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and dear dad sweats a lot yeah 
Oh, and yeah. like you can wring your clothes out. And pretty much every race we've done, you oh. sweat so much to your clothes, you can wring them out at afterwards. At the start. Yeah. Sometimes at the start. Uh, I'm not like that. I just glisten. She does. It's true. It sounds like a euphemism, but she does. She doesn't sweat. No, my only, the only drips of sweat I ever get is like if it's really hot, then I'll get a drip of sweat like in the crease of my elbow because I'm holding them up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Man, I like, you know, erg in the basement and you can see where my elbows track because it just drips down there. It's a mess. <laughs> it's a total mess. Pops, your squeaks are not good for the podcast. <laughs> All right, that didn't that work. That was temporary. Fix. Hey, you guys know what you're getting into. It's called Runs with Dogs. That's that, that, them's the dogs. Them's the running dogs. Stupid. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to run in the heat and you feel like you're not very good at running in the heat, um, here's a few things that you can try. One is start acclimating yourself to the heat. So there's a few ways to do that. One is that you can just spend more time outside in the heat of the day, not running, just like get out of your air conditioning and go for a walk or like eat your lunch outside when it's hot outside. And eventually your body gets more used to it the more time you spend out there. And you certainly notice this by the end of the summer. I think everyone does that like, you know, when it's 85 and in April, you're like, oh, it's 85. It's so hot. In August, you're like, it's 85. Like, this is not bad. Yeah, that's true. So you get used to it. But it's a transition phase where you're, if you're me, sweating a lot. Because I wear suits at work. If I walk around at work, yeah. I'm sweaty and bleh. Yeah. Don't do it in a suit. Yeah. You, I mean, your technique is to dress for the weather. My technique is to not dress for the weather and complain. My, yes, my technique is to wear as little amount of clothes as is appropriate. Uh, without showing off my bits. Which is a good technique. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it makes you more comfortable. Yeah. Do you you run with sleeveless Always tank tops? Always sleeveless tank tops, yeah. I run with sleeved T-shirts even when it's really hot. Which always has confused me, like, why you won't go sleeveless? <sighs> Modesty. Yeah. Um, I do wear tank tops sometimes, and I think it is cooler. It, it sure is. Yeah. I mean, having your armpits exposed to the air makes a big difference. Shoulders, I mean, yeah. Cool, shoulders, yeah. Um, you should get, like, a tube top. So is this, like, 1A, dress for the weather? Oh, I, that's, like, zero. Yeah, right? Dress for I the mean, weather. People no, think in the cold, it's yeah. obvious, but not to me. Yeah, that's a good point. Dress for the weather. Uh, in the summer, wear the least amount of clothes possible. Yeah, I mean, people who wear, like, compression sleeves and compression socks it's and stuff. It's so hot. I think it is hotter in the summer. You're still going to feel it. Yeah. And, and I guess dress for the temperature you're going to be, not the temperature at the start. Yeah. So I actually have a spreadsheet. I don't really need it anymore. But when I had started running, I would make this spreadsheet. And for me, it's more for the cold. You know, once it starts to get cooler, how much clothes should I wear? Because, like, if it's above 60, I wear a sleeveless tank top and a skirt and, like, that's it. Um, but for the cold, I would be like, okay, so if it's, you know... 50 degrees or if it's above 50 I wear short sleeves if it's below 48 I wear long sleeves if it's cloudy versus whatever so I would just kind of keep track so if I'd go out and I'd be like I think this is right and then I'd be too hot I'd like write down okay here's the you know if it's cloudy or sunny or nighttime and you know if it's raining you have a temperature for like long pants right that's like the most extreme temp yeah. temperature well I have like 
double version of that now where like I'll wear tights if it's like 40. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have a pair of like fleece lined insulated tights because we had a couple of like super cold snaps where it was like below 20. Yep. And uh, I once ran to meet GR dad for a date and it was, I think it was like 17. It was a couple of winters ago. That was when your phone died. Yeah. yeah. My phone died a few times this winter, too, because it would get so cold. But, yeah, I came down on this run, and I got to his office, and I just couldn't feel, like, my butt, my thighs. They're just numb from the cold. It was terrible. Like, it was painful being I outside. I think the, yeah, I think the, the, like, hose on your camelback froze. Oh, that happens a lot. Yeah, if it's below freezing, <laughs> it's it freezes. Normal. It's pretty extreme. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I have a spreadsheet for that, but you can certainly make yourself a spreadsheet for, you know, when it's warm out. Though really, once you hit a certain point, just wear, sleep, fine, get yourself yeah. a tank top and a, and a thing. And we'll talk more about gear as like tip number three. Sure. But, um, but yeah, for tip number two, get yourself used to it. So just spend time outside in the heat is one thing to do, especially in the middle of the day, little bits at a time. And then, you know, you can also kind of increase the temperature at which you run. So you might start going out like early in the morning before it gets really hot. And some people just do that all summer. They run as early as they can. I hate that. And especially if you're running like a fall marathon where you're going to be running into the afternoon a lot of the time. Uh, then, oh, all of a sudden, like, you get a hot day, which we get at the Chicago Marathon half the time at least. Yeah. And, uh, and then you're, like, kind of crippled in the last five miles, which are so hard, uh, just because of the heat, if nothing else. And so um, for all kinds of pleasantness, moving yourself where you might start going out early in the morning and then shifting yourself, you know, an hour each weekend so you're kind of spending more time in the heat, like, you'll get used to it. You may not like it, but you'll get used to it where you won't feel woozy and you won't feel faint and you won't sweat as much. So acclimation is a big thing. And the same with cold, right? Any kind of weird temperature. Yeah, you but you can, to it. again, you can dress up for cold. You can't dress down for heat after a point. Pretty much. Yeah. You can't, yeah. Um, and then I guess tip number two is like, how do you dress down for heat, right? So some people like really swear by like Under Armour makes heat gear. And there's other places that will make like long sleeve shirts for running in heat. They never seem to do anything for me, but your mileage may vary. Do wear non-cotton. Yeah, don't wear cotton because that just gets wet and sticks to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so get yourself a technical shirt. I mean, you can get all of like technical fabrics and stuff. You can get so cheap. Like Old Navy has like perfectly good stuff. Plenty of places do now. You can mm-hmm. get stuff cheap. Uh, all of my t-shirts that I run in, like with sleeves from races i haven't bought a single one yeah and i'm older so when i started racing they would just give out cotton cotton t-shirts with like big logos in the front that didn't breathe at all yeah that's right they'd be like real stiff yep and now it's all technical shirts that are pretty good yep and uh if you go to your goodwill if you really don't want to spend money you can get them there because plenty of people are just like I mean, I've given away literally hundreds of race shirts. No, it, it, it may, it's not perfect. They still get kind of wet, but it's much less. Yeah, like, they don't hold the sticky and gross and yeah. stinky. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, it's wicking. Moisture wicking fabric mm-hmm. is good, um, and any kind of technical thing you get should be like that. Um, I sometimes I have tried buffs, which are basically like little fabric tubes, moisture wicking tubes. You put them on your neck and you get them wet 
and the idea is that they're kind of designed so they evaporate and kind of keep you cool. You can also put ice in them. They're they're really long tubes and way longer than your neck, and so you kind of squish them up on your neck, and you can fold ice into them, mm-hmm. and so that goes on your neck and cools you off. And there's some that are made with um, like a print, so they'll print. Like I had one I got for free from somewhere that had like it was white and it had little pink hearts printed on it, and the dye that was used to print the hearts had peppermint in it and so it would feel very cool against your skin if it was wet and so the idea is you just keep getting it wet and then it feels like this cooling thing on your neck idea Uh, in a lot of ultras where it gets really hot people will use uh, ice bandanas so it's kind of like a bandana and a lot of them have like a leather pouch and you put ice in there and so the ice stays cold for a while but it's like on your neck and is keeping you moist uh that never really works for me i would just picture like a bag of ice and I duct tape to my head or something. That's just not as good. <laughs> I've tried putting like ice in my hat at some hat races and it really hurts me. Like it's deeply painful for Too me cold. to have ice Too on cold. my head. Yeah. Um, I put ice in the sports bra, which I talk about all the time <laughs> and it's the best thing ever. It's like very <laughs> shocking the first time because your boobs get real cold, but then you're basically just holding ice against your core and you can put it all the way down, like around the sides uh, of the band and then like you know in the middle under your boobs on top of your boobs if you want and so you, it keeps your core really cool it feels so good like you numb to the shock of it really fast oh yeah and uh and you and i, I don't i don't have a sports bra and i have not yet tried to jam, jam it down my pants which you know Ooh. is sort of the equivalent but yeah that's a lot of cold down there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, if I mean, some guys wear like compression shirts, right? Like really tight, kind of spandexy shirts. And so some I've seen some guys say that they'll put ice in there sometimes. <laughs> you look it, all lumpy. It's, yeah, you look real lumpy. You can't see your abs anymore, which I think <laughs> is why guys actually wear those shirts. But um, ice in the sports bra is like such a good thing. Though, you know, you have to keep putting that in every half hour 45 minutes and so that's better if you're you know if you're like running loops around your house or if you're in a race or something um not for regular training but it's an option yeah your camelback is an ice pack that would be like thing number three. Oh dear is um yeah so other than those things look at me i previewed you know it's good because i was like what the heck is number three i'm a genius (laughs) uh drink a lot more water drink a ton of water and it's interesting like i'm on this uh facebook group for trail and ultra running women there's there's a general one that's men and women and it gets like kind of toxic and nasty but the women's only one is is very supportive and good and I'll see people in there and they're like, man, you know, I ran, I feel like crap. I ran whatever, 25 miles this weekend. You know, I normally run that far and you know, here, this is the temperature. This is what I drank, whatever. And there's this person this week and they're like, I drank, you know, I ran 25 miles. I drank 40 ounces of fluid. And I'm like, man, like I drink more than that in like six miles when it's the summertime. Like I drink a ton. Uh, And so drinking more helps. And, you know, if you're lucky, you live in a place that has, you know, paths that have drinking fountains on them. But if you don't, totally get yourself a hydration pack. Um, There are expensive ones. And frankly, it's worth the investment if you're spending a lot of time. Like if you're training for a marathon where you're really spending a lot of time. Um, I run with mine all the time now, even if I'm just running three miles because I'm so used to just drinking whenever I want. 
Um, but you can get them, like if you go to eBay or Poshmark, like you can get them used for pretty cheap. And, you know, if you're super germaphobic, like you can buy replacement. Um, I mean, every, every, the little bite valve, the thing you suck on, people usually sell them either without that or with a new one because they know you don't want to bite on the same thing. But you can get new tubes and new whatever if you're really germaphobic about it. But um, like a new one, I've bought all my new and they're like 100 to $150 depending. Um, but you can get them used for like 20 or 30 bucks and they're just fine. If you're going to do any length of training run, it's so much easier because they also have pockets. So you can put like your phone in there or you can put yeah a can of Red Bull in there or a banana or gels you know, and yeah, cookies gels and that you can't stick in your Kleenex. runner's pants for sure without pulling them down. I don't know how I trained for so many marathons with that one. I really resisted it because I thought it would like slosh around and move back there. You, you would like go to water fountains or you're, you're you know, that, a lot of it was that. Yep. And I tuck like all these gels into my yeah. like yeah. waistband and I'd safety pin some of them on. Mm. Um, but it's so much better to just be able to like drink when you need. Cause there was one time I was running to meet you like the eight and a half mile route. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a park like right in the middle, at, like four miles where there's a drinking fountain and they there's a big tennis court there and they do this tennis tournament in the summer and the tennis uh tournament was happening and it was getting ready to happen it wasn't actually going on but the drinking fountain was like four feet inside the perimeter and i just like walked up to it and this like petty security dude was just like i'm exercising my authority you can't drink from that i'm like i'm literally going to take a drink of water and leave like i'm not going to walk around i'm not going into your thing wouldn't let me do it. I'm like, I've been, I'm running eight miles. Like I needed, you know, it was like 90 degrees. I need a drink of water. And, and he wouldn't let me do it. And I'm like, just ask your supervisor. Like, I just want to get a drink. And he's like, you know, we got somebody here like running laps. I'm like, that's not what's happening. And I just like, I started crying. I'm like, okay, like this guy's just not going to let me drink anything. And there are these two like contractor dudes who saw me like walking away crying and they're like, you know, what's the matter? I'm like, I just wanted to drink of water. He won't let me have him water. And they, I'm sure they didn't know what was going on, but they like went in their like trailer and brought out a bottle of water for me. That's and cool. I was just like, I mean, I felt so stupid because I, I was just like sobbing, like sitting there and they were both like comforting me. And it was just like, this dude just like needed to exercise his tiny bit of authority Give over me. Give a bro me. a badge and it makes bad, bad God, stuff. It was so terrible, but it's like... a dick already and then you give him a badge. Yeah. And so it's like, I can't rely on that. Oh. And, you know, water fountains break and stuff. And so I was like, all right, I really need to be bringing my own stuff. And the uh, hydration packs are all very well engineered. They don't bounce around on your shoulders. They don't slosh. Like you just fill them up. And, uh, you know, get the air out of there so you can turn it upside down and just like, you know, suck the air out or fill it all the way to the top. They don't slosh. They're very well engineered. And then being able to bring your phone, headphones, Kleenex, medicine, you know, if you need to. Yeah. I mean, look, a lot of it has been tested with the military, right? I mean, Camelback does the hydration packs for the army. So they really have worked out all the kinks. I was just skeptical and I thought, oh, it's a distraction. I think I just bought you one, right? I was like, yeah. You, I, I you ordered you one. To stop hurting yourself by <laughs> not drinking. If you don't use it, it's fine, but yeah. I got you one. Yeah, and I wore it, and I was like, this is not uncomfortable. You forget that you're wearing it, and it's so yeah. much nicer to carry stuff. And, of course, it's good to drink when you need it rather than when you can steal, like, some water out of some hose that's in someone's garden. I've done that before, too. We <laughs> yeah. I have, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, have uh, too, yeah. I, 
I think if you're running anything, you know, more than three or four miles at a time, it's worth the investment. And like I said, like get a used one. They're they're definitely on eBay and Poshmark and any of these kind of places. And you can get a really good deal on one and it will make your life much better. And kind of part two of that is that when I go out in the summer, um, so there's a like a pouch, a hydration bladder where you put the water and I fill it with ice. I fill it all the way to the top with ice and then put the water or the Gatorade on top of that. And then the ice melts over time, but that ice is against your back. Uh, and so you get a really nice cooling. Oh, it has to help you cool back. down. Yeah, that's your For core. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, oh, that's the other thing. Like Gatorade is probably a good idea in the summer too, because if you're going to have salt balance problems from drinking too much or whatever, yeah. the Gatorade mitigates that a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I'll kind of go out and, you know, I run very far every weekend um you know i'm like in race recovery right now but this weekend you know i'll probably run 30 miles on saturday and i usually run at least 20 miles one day and you know 10 the next day on the weekend uh and so i'll run like the first five miles with just water and then switch over to gatorade and if if there's times where i'm like nah, i don't need it i feel like crap as soon as i hit like seven miles (laughs) uh you really got to get that going in there even if you're eating gels or whatever it's good to have that keep your electrolytes balanced yeah we'll do a whole show about electrolytes and pick a good flavor it'll be a nice little treat when you're drinking the tasty flavor yeah i like the red and i get uh i have very many red like single (laughs) why is that well you know you can buy like these little like long skinny pouches of Gatorade that are basically one bottle's worth of powder. Did you go like go to the store and buy those? Well, you know, so I was like, oh, these are great. You just stick them in your hydration, you know, stick them in your backpack. And so then if you fill up at a water fountain or, you know, a bathroom, uh, you can fill up with just water and then add the powdered Gatorade in. And I run in places where there's enough water fountains that I can do that. And I and it comes in like this kind of little tub that has eight little tubes of Gatorade, so eight, eight servings, mm-hmm. each in their own little envelope. And I was like, all right, well, I probably should get three tubs. So then I've got like 24 servings of Gatorade. Like that'll last me a while because I usually only use one or two on a run, and even a long one. And so I ordered three from Amazon. And uh, what I actually ordered was three cases. and each case i think had 10 tubs which had eight gatorades so i had hundreds i still do have hundreds the good news is it does not go bad at all no and so i brought a bunch of them down to florida so we got plenty of gatorade there in our house gatorade is forever oh my god so yeah i'm never gonna run out of the gatorade so uh yeah i think that's the end of the tips but uh don't underestimate it. It definitely is harder to run in the heat. You can feel it. Yeah, I don't think this is more advice to myself. Don't think you're just weak or you can power through it or it won't matter, right? You're, I'm impervious to the weather. You will, like, you you know, you'll feel like you're in worse shape. And it will. Everything will be harder. And if you don't hydrate well, if you don't prepare for it, it'll make it worse. Yeah, I mean, I trained for the heat. I always train for the heat. I love running in the heat. Uh, I trained for it in the Keys 100, and I don't think the heat was really my problem. But this year, it was hot this year in that race. It didn't quite get up to 90. You you were legitimately sweating. Yeah. I was like, 
it's just it's going to get cooler soon enough. But only 61% of the people who were doing the 100 miles at the Keys 100 finished. Uh, so almost 40% of people dropped out, which is way more than normal. And I think a lot of that's because it was a hotter year yeah. than normal. And I mean, real sunny, no shade. Um, and when I did the Wildcat 100K last year, which is the race that I'm doing the 100, I'm going to attempt 100 miles at again this year, uh, which is the last weekend of August in Pensacola, I was, you know, at like mile 15, I'd been going for like three hours, and I was like, man, I feel just blah. Why do I feel like this after 15 miles? Like, I know that's objectively long, but it's not long for me. I run 50, I could run 15 miles literally any day at the drop of a hat. You were going to run 62 miles. Yeah, I did run 62. Yeah. I'm like, why do I feel so bad now? And I checked my phone and the heat index was like 114. And I was like, oh, that's probably why. Like, I feel it even though I run and I make it a point to do all of my training in the middle of the day in D.C., which is like swampy, humid and, you know, mid 90s, like really hot. Uh, I still feel it. No. When it gets like and that. It, I mean, it, yeah, I, everyone probably knows this, but not everyone knows this. But when there was a Chicago Marathon 10 years yeah. ago or something, and it was in the low 80s, high 70s, it wasn't even 80s. that hot. Yeah. Two people died, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it's a much bigger sample base because there's 50,000 people running. So right. someone's going to be out of shape. But, you know, they didn't. they didn't take it seriously. They didn't hydrate. They ran too anymore. hard. I mean, they... You gotta in, slow down. If you start feeling like crap, you have to slow down. Yeah. I mean, they could have saved their life by stopping. This is advice I give to a lot of people is you know about all sorts of things. They're like, oh, you know, I'm out of breath. Oh, I just feel like crap. Oh, I get cramps. It's just not fun. Like, do you have any advice that's gonna make it better? And it's like, yeah, run slower. Like, this run. is really valuable advice for people like me. Not for people like you, because no, you're I'm, smart. I'm super zen, but I'm like abnormally <sighs> zen about my running. Like, I don't care at all pretty much about what my time is i don't wear a watch i don't care i just want it to feel good it most is, people aren't like that it is really easy to get i'm not like that right and it, but it is also really easy to get caught up in the competitiveness and splits and times and is it's my a, time better than it's a race time. and mm-hmm. and most of the race sites even the inclusive ones like the the what is it the rock and roll series they'll yeah. get give you your statistics about you're better than 62 yeah. percent of the runners and you're you're a rock star because you're in the highest 80 percentile of speed. And I mean, it's like you can kind of get to drive yourself a little bit crazy. And I'm not fast, right? Yeah. I'm not a Kenyan. I'm not winning. I'm not anywhere close to the top. But they give you all these statistics and you're thinking about your split. And you can really start chasing some arbitrary time. And it makes you crazy and it can get you hurt. Yeah. As my dad likes to point out, who does not understand running at all right so my mom my brother both run marathons i obviously run marathons my dad does not he doesn't get it and uh when they talk to him about the marathon he's like but you're not gonna win so like what's the point of racing when you're not gonna win which is actually like a great point when you're like trying to push yourself hard and the thing i tell people is like nobody cares how fast you are so when and Giordad has heard this story too many times, but I love it. So when my brother ran his first marathon, I went to cheer him on. Uh, and my mom and my sister-in-law, his wife, were there to cheer him on. And so uh, and my brother is a you know, pretty speedy runner. He runs about as fast as Giordad. You're a little faster than him, but close. <laughs> on any given day. <laughs> it's funny. Like the first race that 
we all did together because we will kind of fly places together and meet up. He was like, oh, that guy you're dating is a fast runner because you were faster than him. You're not fast. <laughs> you're a little faster than him. Yeah, but uh, uh, like on, nine minute on miles. On the objective scale, I'm not fast. Right, right. Uh, yeah, you're not you're not winning. Yeah, um, nope. But so my brother, like decently speedy runner, definitely middle of the pack. And his first Chicago marathon was actually that one you mentioned where it got really hot. Yeah. And uh, But we were like at the beginning and we're you know standing with a bunch of other spectators and we're watching just the throngs of people come by and my sister-in-law who's not a runner or at that time wasn't a runner was there and the uh like 345 pace group came by so this is a group of people who want to run a marathon in three hours and 45 minutes it's a pretty speedy group they have a little sign is it's 345 yeah there's a few people with that pace group who have these little signs on little sticks that say 345 so if you're in the crowd you can keep an eye on them and she said, is that their pace per mile or their their thing, you know, their finishing time? So basically, are they running a three minute and 45 second mile, which no one has ever done? Or are they running it in three hours and 45 minutes? And I, that's not to make fun of her. It's just like, why would you know that if you're not a runner? The numbers are totally arbitrary. To no, like that. GR Dad is a, you know, you row, you erg all the time. Right. And like, we have rowed together a bunch. I mean, mm-hmm. we've raced together once. And, like, I occasionally go down on the erg in the basement in row. But, you know, so you measure, like, what's your 500-meter time? Mm-hmm. What's your 2,000-meter time? Mm-hmm. And if you were, like, my 2,000-meter time is seven minutes. Or if you were, like, my 2,000-meter time is half an hour. I have no idea if either one of those are realistic or good. It's completely meaningless to me because yeah. it's not a thing I do. Right. And so nobody cares what your time is, what your pace is. Nobody cares except for you. And they certainly don't care. Like when you're out on a training run, if you did a nine minute mile or a 13 minute mile. No. So just go the pace that feels good. It's a lot of demons, man. A lot of demons. Yeah. But look, if you're feeling like crap because you're running in the heat. Slow down. Slow down. Or stop. I mean, it's not the end of the world if you stop and walk, right? If it's you know and i have done this on short distances as someone who runs super far there's times where it's like i'm running five miles and i'm like i feel like crap like i feel woozy the heat is getting to me today i'm just gonna turn around and go home no what you know when i can i can of course i can run that far like that's like nothing to me but i'm like not feeling it today going home yeah just listen to your body don't don't hurt yourself it's a not as easy practicing as it is preaching, I must say. Yeah, that's true. For me, true. at least. Yeah. But it's good advice. And the system is set up the other way. Yeah, to encourage you to want to go faster, which is fine. Like, I mean, you know, I don't judge people who want to run faster. Like, I, part of me wishes I were just inherently faster. Mm. But whatever. I like to love running and have it feel good. And it doesn't feel good if I'm, you know, I can run a nine-minute mile. And yeah. we've, you know, we've done 5Ks now and then where we run in like 27, 26 minutes. I can do that. When I train, I run a 12 or 13 minute mile. And when I run ultras, I run a 12. And, you know, even when I'm running marathons, it's 11, 12 minutes. You know, why am I going to push myself to run a nine minute mile? It sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. Yeah. Screw that. Wis- this is wisdom. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, there you go. That's episode number one of Runs With Dogs. Oh, Yes. And if what? you're running uh, with your dog do, oh, in the heat, yes. you are responsible for making sure don't. your dog first, doesn't. First of all, try not. I mean, 
don't don't think it's a good idea. It's hard for dogs. They are not okay. built for heat at all, and, yeah. or distance. Right? This is the evolutionary advantage of humans: is we can run long distances and tire prey out, and it will die. Yeah, I mean, there's some breeds of dogs, Alaskan Huskies, who run the Iditarod, who can sure. run a huge amount of miles, sure. and there's some people who can run ultras with their dogs, but most dogs can't do that. Uh, they can run a couple miles, but they absolutely overheat. They can't cool themselves. Do you remember that Lawyers Have Heart 10K? It was a terrible, did? terrible thing. Some it was this 10K race um, that's like, it's the Lawyers Have Heart 10K, and it like raises money for the American Heart Association, I guess. And it's like a f- ton of lawyers in D.C. It's like the law firms put together teams, or the DOJ puts together yeah. teams, and the, all the lawyers run it, and it's... Uh, I'll let you describe it. It's exactly like you'd expect. So anyone can sign up for it. And I think I maybe had run it once, but your dad would run it every year, like with, you know, your dad's a lawyer, so he'd run it with his group. And so one year I'm like, all right, you know, like I'll come and I'll run it with you. And uh, just run like another marathon. The week before we ran a marathon, so we're like going to take it slow. Yeah. And we were running and there was this dude who had this big dog. I don't know. I mean, bigger than our dogs. Great Danish yeah. looking, although not quite as giant, but but big, lopey dog. Yeah, on that scale. Yeah. And we're like four miles in, and you can, he's like pulling the dog. And the dog, you can tell, like the, his tongue is huge. He's panting hard. The dog's trying to slow down. And the guy's like yanking on the dog, like, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. And I'm like, that dog is totally overheated. Eventually, the dog laid down. And the dude just had to stand by the dog. And we went past and I was like, you fucking asshole. Like, yeah. it's it's D.C. in June. Like, that race was just like last week. It was weekend. really sticky, yeah. It was super hot. Your dog's overheating. Like, check your goddamn attitude about how fast you're running. And, like, pay attention to your dog. Like, your dog is struggling. You're going to kill your dog because you want to have a good pace. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah, run without the dog. What's the problem? It's a freaking race, not a, you know, yeah. dog run. yeah. Uh, I don't take hops when it's super hot. Like, she really feels the heat. Um, you know, if it's cool enough, we'll go. But even there's days where I'm like, it's not that bad. And she's like really panting by the end. And we stop and walk. When we did the 5K with her, remember we had a meetup and then we had yeah. the 5K? That's right. She walked the last mile. She was just like, not today. It was really hot and it was sticky hot. there. Yeah. And I, I, was, I felt so bad because there were all these people and they're like, we're here to run with you. We trained for this 5K. And I'm like, well, we're walking the back half because <laughs> and at one point she laid down and i was like this is what we're doing yeah. like whatever hop wants to do so uh be really careful with your dog because even if you give them water and stuff like they will push themselves uh to yeah. keep up with you so be really careful and mindful of them if they get the big tongue if their eyes get kind of squinty you know they kind of got them squished up they're panting real hard like stop and walk and bring them home and give them some water and air conditioning but don't don't push them to run. They're not built. They're not built for heat. They can no. dissipate it very well. Yeah, that's right. So be real careful if you're running with your dogs when it's hot. Yeah. Leave them at the, home. The Alaskan dogs run in the snow. Yeah, they they you can't take them out when it's you hot. You don't have like sled that. racing in the in the eighty degree weather. Indeed. No, there's a reason. All right. Well, there is uh, our advice. So I don't know how often I'm going to be able to do a dog running story with every episode. I would love to just like have one every time, but uh, I have one for this week and I've got a couple other ones that I'll share. But one of my friends, Jason, who is also a runner and who had uh, come down to the Keys and was like cheering me on in that race, he uh, he sent me this link to uh, an article about the St. Joseph High School cross country team in California 
And uh, they took their cross-country team to their local shelter, and they got all these dogs out, like a dozen shelter dogs, and they took them for a run. And there's this great picture of, like, all these high school boys, and every one of them has one of these dogs, like, leashed up, and the dogs are like, yeah, it's time for running! We need that running! And the boys are like, holy crap, they're so fast! You can, like, the dogs are just, like, pulling them ahead, and the boys are like, okay, we're going to keep up! But it's, like, this beautiful story of, like, these, you know, poor shelter dogs that, like, don't get a lot of... Attention you know, tension or, yeah. or love. I'm trying oh, to... yeah, they're all, like, super happy dogs. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that was pretty cool. And actually, there's a, I have a friend here who works at um, whatever the shelter is out by Annapolis, the dog shelter, um, Anne Arundel County or something. Yeah. And they have a, a running program with their shelter dogs where runners can show up and just, like, the volunteer is, like, you take a dog out for a run. And so, uh, so that's a thing. That's to maybe awesome. look into that if you like running and you maybe like to run with a dog but you don't have a dog go to your local shelter check with them and see if they've got a program because a lot of them especially like the pit bulls and some of like the more athletic dogs like really need exercise yeah. that they can't get in the little yards and like so, a whip it <laughs> like a whip it right so having someone who can take them out for a run uh is like great for the dogs and like you could have pal to run with and everything's awesome and then you bring them back when you're done. So you've done a good thing, but you don't have to like have an apartment that'll let you take a dog. So oh, you wore out your dog. Congratulations. Yeah, good job. So, uh, so that's a cute article. I'll put a link to it in the description about this high school team it's taking good, the dog. There's back. some good pictures. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that's a thing that's that's done in a bunch of places. So rent a dog for running. Yeah, that'd be great. No one's gonna bother you. You get to make the dog happy. <laughs> Pretty nice. All right. Well, thanks for listening to uh, more rambling and talking from me and Gio Dad. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> have a good run, everybody. These are the jokes, folks. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.